Hey teachers, I'm Carly Walton and this is the Teach Music Online podcast, your number one resource for innovative online music teaching. In today's episode, I am so excited to share with you an interview I did recently with one of our TMO members. Her name is Pamela Jack. You might have heard her name before. I've mentioned her a few times. Pam has the biggest heart and truly gives to all of her students, which you're going to hear today. She's a teacher also who you'll likely be able to relate to. Pre-pandemic, she was only in-person teaching. And when the pandemic hit, she didn't even have a computer for teaching online. She had no social media presence, Facebook page or website. Her studio was dwindling and she was so discouraged last March, as I know, and as I've heard, many of you were. When she joined Teach Music Online last March, she committed to going through this program step by step. And in this interview, you'll hear how she not only successfully transitioned her studio online with the setup, the automation, all the business things, but now she gets up to 10 new student inquiries every single week. And that's without running any ads. So I can't wait for you to learn from her, from her story, and hear how she made this happen for her studio. I think you are just going to have so many takeaways from her experience. I know I've mentioned this before, but I'm going to bug you again about it. Have you left a review for the podcast on iTunes? If you've listened to one or more episodes and you have gained anything that has made a difference in your business, will you please go tell me what that is on iTunes? And it's not only something that I love hearing, I love hearing reviews, but it's something that actually helps our podcast rank higher so that more teachers can find it and have success with their studios as well. Here's a review left recently by Sweet Fingaz. I'm so sorry, I wish I knew your name. That's the name or the username that pops up when she left this review. (laughs) She said, Carly and Teach Music Online is everything I've been searching for. As a young mom of two littles, I wanted to teach piano lessons but found it so disheartening to cancel lessons when those unexpected emergencies with my babies would occur. As a result, I would only have three to five students because I didn't want to risk canceling and missing lessons. Now that I've found her in this community, I can increase my student load, be more organized, teach engaging lessons, and feel confident in my abilities. Thank you so much, Carly, for answering the call and seeing the need for this podcast and community. If you've been searching for a solution to your private music lessons, private music lesson problems, Carly is it. Thank you so much. I can't even express how happy it is to for me when I hear teachers saying that they are gaining confidence. Confidence in your skills, confidence in your ability to market, because I truly believe when you have confidence in your business, that is when you have growth. If you aren't sure of yourself or you are hesitant or nervous or don't want to show yourself online in any way, that is, that's a roadblock. That's a mindset that we need to fix. And I can tell that this teacher has overcome some of those roadblocks. It's also just so amazing for me to hear that the content that I've worked on for years is making a difference for you. I've mentioned this before, but teachers, I want you to know I just feel so grateful for the timing of Teach Music Online. I launched the membership six months before COVID-19 hit. So it was around October, even earlier. Yeah, September, October, October of 2019 when I started creating content and sharing it with teachers and created the Facebook community and everything. And I honestly can tell you, I felt 
prompted to do that. I felt like I was getting messages from teachers and because people were asking me how on earth I was creating an online music business, I thought I have to share this with teachers and it's going to be so much work and we're going all in, we're going to do this. But now looking back, I know that that was not a coincidence. So, and that's actually something that Pamela tells me a lot. (laughs) She always just says, you came into my life at the right time. And I'm just so grateful because I I do this to help you. I do this so that you can have success, so that you don't have to worry, so that you can make a difference in the lives of your students because we know they need you right now. Okay, let's dive into this interview with Pam. You're going to love hearing her story, her transformation, and you'll just love her. She's so great. Welcome, Pam, to our Teacher Spotlight interview. I'm so thrilled I got you on a phone call. (laughs) I'm thrilled to be here too, Carly. Thank you so much. I just feel so honored um, just to be here speaking with you. Thank you so much. Of course. Well, I'd love to start by having you share with our audience, with our members, and with those listening. Tell us about your musical background. For those who can't see Pam's studio, she has three pianos in the shot. (laughs) which she clearly loves her her musical uh, career as a music teacher. So tell us about how you got into piano and then eventually how you got into teaching. Oh my gosh, I feel like it's a long story, so I'm going to make it kind of short. I feel like I never um, didn't play the piano. I can't remember not playing the piano. My family tells me that I used to hang around the piano when my sisters would take lessons. So when I was two or three years old, the teacher that used to come to our house said, well, let's try her out for piano. And he said, you know, want to try playing this? And I apparently said, well, I can't play. I can't. Or he said, you want to sing it? And I said, well, I can't sing it, but I can play it. So I plunked out these little tunes on the piano and they were like, oh, she needs lessons. So I started lessons and when I wanted to. And the story kind of goes on from there. But then um, as I was you know, into high school and my mentors were starting to tell me things like, you need to start choosing a career. My mentors would say things like, there's no money in music. You need to choose something else. You know, I'm not as young as some of the people are now. And back then they used to say, you know, women need to be able to support themselves and and we all do. And so I went into business and I actually became a CPA, but on the side, I always had piano students. So, you know, can you teach my child? Oh, sure. Um, I can squeeze a student in Thursday night and Sunday afternoon and Saturdays were full of piano students. And I just look forward to teaching and I didn't really, really love my CPA job. So one day I just told my husband, I said, you know, I think I want to quit my business career and just go music. And he was a very supportive husband and he said, okay. So then my full-time music career launched and I went on and finished school and got my master's in piano performance. And so here I sit. as a piano teacher and I love my job. I look forward to every aspect of my job. So they're in a short nutshell. (laughs) It's really, I love, it's so inspiring when you hear of teachers who, you know, originally maybe wanted to do something else or thought they needed to do something else. And then you had the courage to shift. How old were you when you decided to go back to school and get your master's? That was not that long ago. I actually got really? my master's. I, I graduated in 2017 
with my masters. So not that long ago, we moved to Texas um, now eight years ago and it was in Texas. We moved from Virginia to Texas and it was in Texas. I decided to go ahead and get my master's. So I'm not a spring chicken. And how many kids do you have? I know you mentioned your son. I have two. I have okay. two sons. And they're, they're into music as well, right? They are. They are both um, piano players and singers and guitar players. And um, But they were the children who had to take piano lessons until they graduated high school. And sometimes it was pulling teeth to get them to practice. But I always told them, you'll take piano lessons until you graduate. Then you can do whatever you want. And there were many a day they didn't want to practice, but now they're the thankful ones who say, thanks mom for making me practice because it's a life skill for them. And um, they, they both work in the church and they write music, they perform, um, they're, they're quite the musicians. I loved hearing you at our Christmas recital for teachers online. I loved hearing you play with your son. That is just, that's my dream when my children are older. Uh, it, it's hard sometimes because, you know, there, there's the battles, you know, the battle of the will sometimes. And I said, you're going to take science, history, English, and piano, and then you can do with it what you want when you're an adult, but um, it's, it's well worth it. So hang in there. <laughs> and okay, let's talk about, I love hearing that you've, you know, you have a new-ish studio, right? Tell me about who you like to teach. What are your, what is your preference when it comes to teaching as far as age and maybe types of, what type of music do you enjoy teaching most? Well, you know, that's a, that's a question. I hear lots of teachers talking about, um, they want just that ideal student that practices all the time. And of course that's wonderful to have somebody come well-prepared for lessons and but you know, I really like to teach somebody who you know, just wants to be at lessons, but I do have lots of students that don't practice very much, but if they just wanna be there, you know, I, I just love teaching them and I teach a wide variety. I have a three-year-old right now who practices all the time. And then I have adult students too, that just wanna kind of socialize a little bit. And I try to um, teach them something, of course, so they get something for the you know, their tuition dollar that they're paying. But I love teaching all ages. I do think I really specialize in teaching the younger students. I just seem to have a knack for engaging them and teaching them to really read because obviously they need to be able to read music. That just seems to be my niche. We just play lots of games and they learn how to read music. But I enjoy teaching a wide variety of students. Just, I say, teach to whoever's on the bench. They all have different personalities. They all have different desires and dreams and um, inspirations and whoever's on the bench at that moment, that's who I teach to. And um, I try not to put my desires in, into them. But with that said, I know that as a teacher, sometimes I know their plateaus up here and they may only be here. So I, I gently push them. My son tells me I, I push them in the pit. He says, I get them into the pit and then they can't get out because they found their love for music that they didn't even know they had. He says, mom, you pushed another one in the pit. And so I'm like, well, you know, they found their love for music. And so they just, they just um, are going to love it for a lifetime. And that's my goal for all my students. And maybe a few will um, go on and study music in college, but probably most won't but they're gonna just love music for a lifetime. And that's my goal. I love that so much. It's so, 
always rewarding to hear other teachers who are not just passionate about, you know, what they do, but really on a mission to help somebody go from, you know, maybe the stress of life or the overwhelm and how, and watch how music can really change their lives. Oh, totally, Carly. Like right now, especially when we're in the pandemic, you never know what's going to happen. My students just yesterday logged on and, you know, he had a little tear in his eye and he says, we're all quarantined. My teacher has the virus. And, you know, it's just, it, we are, we're like missionaries right now. We don't know who's going to log on and what their story is going to be right now. So we're just that connection to that student in a way that's just necessary and um, it's just such a valuable um, thing that we have right now in that connection with our students. And we need to be ready for that. So I just love the fact that we're able to be music teachers and have this online tool to be able to reach them in a, in a way that only music can. So it's so special. It's mm-hmm. so special, especially during this time. And you're able to do that all online, which is so remarkable. It's something that if we, if we could rewind the clock to a year ago, you know, let's say January, 2020, none of us would have predicted this shift. So, so you and I connected last spring when you were, you went from in-person and now no one to online. So just tell me about what was going through your mind. First of all, before you went online, tell me about that, the fears and the unknown of that, of the pandemic. Oh my gosh. So before the pandemic, I had a pretty large studio. I had um, eight keyboards in one room and I would teach group classes plus private lessons. And then I had um, a, a Steinway here And so my studio was very, very different. The students would come for the group classes, just completely different. So the pandemic hits, obviously, I'm not going to have the students come in person. And I'm like, now what? Um, I had a couple years ago just done a tiny, tiny bit of crippled online lessons because in our area in Southeast Texas, this is where Hurricane Harvey hit. We're in the land of the hurricanes. So during Harvey, you know, we had, we were like a third world country. We were an island. We had helicopter drops of water. Um, Nobody could get in or out for like three weeks. We didn't even have water. So it was kind of scary. And during that time, sometimes I would teach students on my telephone. They would try to log in during Skype just to keep them going, just to keep some sort of normalcy. Um, But that was, they were, they were not good lessons. It was just to keep a connection with my students. Um, but once the pandemic hit, I, I was like, now what? I mean, I didn't know what Zoom was. I didn't know what Google was, really. I didn't know what share screen was, what any of this was. Um, but then, of course, I found your course. And so I mean, it's going to sound like a commercial for Carly's course. And I guess it is. Teach Music Online is amazing. And, and it just saved everything. I coached my students how to um, do zoom, you know, and sometimes it took two or three times being online and help them get their settings right. And, but, you know, step-by-step through your course is what did it. And my fears were my own trying to overcome my own fears and let them see that I was confident when I really wasn't, I was terrified, but I just tried to let them know it was fear. I didn't have the right camera. I didn't have the right microphone. I didn't have the right computer. I was scared to death of a MacBook. I was not an Apple person. Um, 
but now I've transitioned to all of what I feel like is the best equipment. I have good cameras and good microphones step by step by step by step. Um, I tried to each month upgrade just a little bit once my studio started coming back because my studio went down from like 60 students down to 11. So it wow, huge drop. I was just feeling like, what am I going to do now? Is this a sign I'm not supposed to be teaching? And I was really worried about, you know, income and, you know, I love my job, obviously, and I teach because I love it, but it is a job, you know, yeah. it pays bills. Um, but I had just purchased a second grand piano, um, like Valentine's Day. And I was like, now what? And so <laughs> I can't use, I mean, yeah, I don't know if y'all can see it in the shop back here, but it's the second grand piano. I'm like, okay, so now we're not going to be using that. But tech, that was, that was my biggest fear. And um, of course, everybody's a little bit fearful about getting sick and things like that, but you can avoid that by just not having people in your house. So um, you are but- such a good example. I mean, there's so many things you've said that I know teachers listening are going to go, that was me, or that's how I felt, or, you know, I need to talk to Pam because that's how I'm still feeling because <laughs> There, are, there is a lot to learn and you're such a good example of being optimistic, taking the action, actually doing the research, actually getting the things you need and having faith in yourself that it's going to work because some people like, you know, you could have gone into the course and gone, no, I can't do this. It's too much. You know, I, I'm not tech savvy. I don't have a computer that, that will work. Like you could have had so much negative self-talk and maybe you did occasionally, but how did, like, what motivated you to just figure it out? Was it the, you know, obvious, the, the obvious one, which is financially you needed to keep teaching, but what kept you going when you just hit roadblocks along that path? Well, I don't know. I, I love to learn new things. And I think a lot of people love to learn new things, but I love to teach and I needed to figure it out and I needed to connect with my students. And I just felt compelled to connect with my students because that's my mission in, in life to connect with my students, to reach my students and to, to teach them. And more than a piano lesson, that's actually my motto. If you read my stuff, it says Jack School of Music, where music is more than a piano lesson. So I'm not making that up right now. If y'all go to my website, if you go to anything, you'll see that plastered all over the place. And then I also actually use a Bible verse. It says Psalm 33, 3. It says, play skillfully and shout for joy. And so I just thrive on that. I live on that. And I try to inspire that and instill that in all of my students. And um, there may be people watching this that, you know, they don't believe in the Bible and that's okay, but it's still, it's just a, it's a verse, play skillfully and shout for joy. Who can't, who can't think of that as a truth? I mean, that is just, that's wonderful. Um, I just, anyway, it just, the, it's just inspiring to me to just, um, I had to reach my, my students that that's what I needed to do. And there's, and there's, you could probably have more mottos even now that you're connecting, you know, all of the ways that you're able to connect digital, digitally on your, you know, from your end to your students. And before this call, you mentioned, I have students now all over the U S and you're staying virtual, which is so exciting. I am. I am. I probably, you know, when, when things are over, 
I'll, I'll have one or two or three students maybe occasionally come in. But the thing is, is I now have students from Washington State to Florida. And again, I just have to attribute it to TMO. Um, <laughs> the marketing that I do, I, I have people contacting me from everywhere. And when that leads to another thing that I have to, I'm just going to be a walking commercial for no, TMO. I, no, it's good to hear. It's good to hear because really, you know, people listening, there are so many teachers listening on the podcast side who are they they're thinking about running ads they're thinking about paying for leads and so i want them to hear your story of what is the marketing that you've done what have you learned that you've been doing that you attribute you know those those new inquiries that are coming from oh my goodness well um, you know, going step by step through your course, different things. This has been quite a few months ago. In fact, I just looked a couple of days ago. Um, when you ask your students to to give you um, reviews, um, I look five months old now on Google. I have quite a few reviews. So it must have been five months ago that I followed that step. And it said, ask your students to do a review for you. I have like 12 reviews, like from five months ago that are all students. So that must have been when I followed that step. So of course, that lifts my optimization on Google search. And so people are, you know, they find me on Google and I get these emails on a regular basis, you know, about um, lessons. And then I followed your step-by-step -step to help weed out the casual inquiries. So I'm not just spinning my wheels with people that are just, you know, maybe looking for the least expensive teacher or, you know, do I, am I even interested? Because I just, my studio sends out a response and I spend just a few seconds sending out, it's a form letter and they answer the questions or they don't. If they answer the questions, then I know that they're more interested. And so then they answer these questions and then I follow up on those people that have taken the time to answer the questions. So I'm not spinning my wheels and wasting my time. And, you know, I'm hoping and praying that a few people haven't slipped through the cracks that maybe need lessons and, but they'll find a teacher. But basically follow the steps in your course, step by step by step. And it's a lot. There's thousands of videos and steps, but you know what? Rome wasn't built in a day. And, you know, we're not going to learn everything in a day and we're not going to get all this equipment in a day. Just start. And I, I um, committed myself. I said, you know what? I'm spending an hour every day. This was way back when. And I'm just going to sit down and I'm going to do this. And I did. I'd sit down with a bowl of cereal or whatever. And I'd sit and watch my course and I'd sit and do my homework. And <laughs> I, just, I just sit and did what I was supposed to do. And sometimes I had to do the same thing. I'm not kidding 10 times because it didn't, I didn't understand it. Mm. And I'd be like, I don't even know what that means. So I, I, I would you get a YouTube video and it would say like, you know, how do you, how do you do this? And sometimes there would be a term that was used and I might not understand it. So I'd Google it and I'd look it up and watch a YouTube video on. How You've been in school. <laughs> I have been. It's like, I feel like I learned so much more in TMO than any of my other courses. It's just so exciting, but, um, and I'm so excited about what's to come and in, in the monetizing area. I'm like, okay, now I'm ready. Let's, let's just, let's just figure that out. It's so, so fun. It's so fun for me because, you know, as music teachers, there are so many of us that are passionate about teaching, about performing, about playing, about learning, but we didn't go to business school. 
you know, uh-huh. you didn't go to you. Well, you went to, <laughs> you did go to a type of business school, but so many of us did not take online marketing classes and all of these things that are so essential as a, as a business owner to know, but, and then not to just know, but to know how to apply it to a music studio and then to know how to apply it to an online music studio. It's so specific. So, you know, comparing that to trying to figure it out by yourself. Isolated and, and then concerned about the virus and just everything going on. Yes. It's just so hard, but I mean, the tools are out there and the people in the community in TMO. So not only do we have the classes, but then if you don't have the videos and everything, but if you have a question, you just go into the chat and you ask it and boy, everybody just chimes in there and helps you out. And they're so encouraging. Oh my gosh. Yes. So (laughs) any questions get, get answered. So that's, that's the other way to figure it out is, and then you can just be blunt and honest and say, I have no idea what I'm doing here. Help me out. And then people, they'll even chat you and just become like your friends. I feel like I have friends all over the world and um, you do. They're virtual friends and they're different, but it just, it just feels so wonderful and amazing. It's, I feel so connected. I don't feel isolated at all. I have a whole new group of, I mean, they feel like they're close friends. It's amazing. I love that. I can't wait until we can do a a workshop or a conference together. We will do it. It will come. It will come. It's going to be so exciting. (laughs) We need to gather. The TMO reunion. It's going to be wonderful. (laughs) So just briefly, tell me what are some things you're doing every week to market your studio? I know I've seen you posting some things share because those listening are going, okay, so what is it that she's doing? What is that? What are the, those marketing tips that are actually working for her? So share just a couple things that have worked for you. Well, I, I try to be on Facebook regularly and maybe too regularly. And so, um, I, I just post often and, um, then I've even recently done a couple of iMovie trailers and I got the idea for iMovie and I don't know their names, but somebody in your TMO group and you'll know who they are probably. But when I was watching one of the um, actually participating in one of the recitals that we did, it's the couple where the lady plays the bass and the guy jams out on the keyboard. They were so yeah, awesome. That's scary. Okay. They did a, um, they did a recital. And, and they, I watched their recital and it was so adorable. And he said, oh, we created this in iMovie. And I was like, what's iMovie? And so I was like, mm, I'm going to figure out what this iMovie thing is. And so I, I Googled it and, and looked at it and, and researched it. And I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. And then I saw this little thing that said trailer. I was like, oh, I know what a movie trailer is. I wonder what this trailer is. And then found out, oh, it's just like a movie trailer. And it's so cool. And I played around with it and I created these, what I think are really cute little trailers. And so I don't know if everybody loves them, but I love them. So I put them up there and I've gotten some comments and some of my students have shared them and I've gotten some feedback and some people asking about my studio based on those trailers. And so I tried to create one that's just fun. Then I created one that was just a little bit more sophisticated. It actually, if you've studied music theory and music history, then there's just a little couple little innuendos in there about music history. So people would go, oh, maybe she, maybe there's some real real teaching going on at that studio. It talks about Guido's hand. And, and um, so 
there's some little hidden agenda in there. So students who are, are looking for, you know, legit piano lessons, the parents might go, oh, I'm going to look at if, if they see it and if they watch it. But anyway, trying to post regularly, um, what I've learned is that to, op I guess it's what's called search engine optimization mm -hmm. or something like that. The more you post, then the more that little spider that crawls the web or something sees you and and lists you higher on the list. That's a and great so, way to that's a great way to explain it. And it's so true. And I something I love about following your studio and seeing everything you're posting is you're you are you have removed the barrier of being a perfectionist about what you share because because that can really stop teachers. You know, they think, well, this isn't good enough or I don't know, I don't really like that picture or you're just sharing, you know, and and it shows that you love what you do and it shows your personality. And that's why people are contacting you because they see that you're a real person and that you're passionate about what you do. Well, I really wanted to, you know, in this virtual world, um, you know, I talked to my family about this. What used to be is people would come in face to face for an interview and they'd see my studio, they'd see me face to face and they would, you know, they could trust, you know, particularly their children with me one-on-one -on -one with them. But now in a virtual world, they don't know who they're going to be trusting their children to. Um, they don't know how I speak or, you know, what we might say to their children, what we might teaching their children. So they need to see the real person. They need to feel comfortable having you educate their child. And so I thought, you know what? They need to see the real me. It doesn't have to be pretty. It doesn't have to be wonderful. It doesn't have to be polished. So I'm going to let them see me play the piano, um, wrong notes, right notes. Of course, I'm not just going to play something terrible, hopefully, but, um, you know, just let them see the real me. I want them to feel my heart. I want them to see that I care about them as a person because I do, I care about them as a per person, um, and then care about their musical education really kind of second, you know, mm -hmm. I'm not just the kind of person that I am. That's a close second. I mean, they're paying yeah. me to do a job. They're not paying me just to be their friend, but, um, I do care and they yeah. need to see that in the virtual world oh i love that's so good it's so authentic to well it's so important to be authentic when we are sharing things online and i hope teachers listening are learning realizing that because you are a walking success story of not having anything online you know to now being online and how many inquiries are you getting every week or every month right now do you feel like what's it been the last few weeks probably at least eight to ten inquiries a week but then two or three end up being more legit. That's awesome. So, um, you know, some of them, when I send them the follow-up, you know, with the questions, I never hear back. Okay. And so, and that's okay. You know, they're just, who knows how many they're sending out. Um, and then out of those two or three, I mean, the last couple of weeks, I've been adding two students a week, two students a week, two students a week. And I'm like, what? And so <laughs> if I want to project that into the future, I don't know if I'm going to actually hire a teacher because um, mm -hmm. I'm not into that yet. I know it's in phase three, so I'm looking forward to diving into that. Or if I'm just going to cap it, stay where I am and yep. then, um, you know, build my wait list and refer those to other teachers. I haven't decided yet. And continue raising your rates maybe every year. Have you raised your rates since the pandemic? Um, not since the pandemic because I raise them every September. Okay. I'd raised them in September, but I heard lots of teachers saying they were going to drop their rates and nope, I didn't drop my rates or anything. Um, even when I was losing students, I didn't drop my rates. I, I kept them. Um, 
and so this September I will raise them. I, I always raise them. Um, you, any other job, inflation, you know, mm -hmm. you, so I, I always raise them just um, a little bit. Yeah. And it's really a, I mean, you are an in-demand teacher, like you mentioned with your growing wait list and your growing skills and all of the things that you're incorporating mean that you have a really high value studio. I'm just so excited to see where it goes with all of the things you're incorporating. Tell me really quick, we're, we're almost done, but I, I feel like we could talk a lot about everything you've been up to. Tell me, what are some of your favorite apps or tools that you use during your lessons that you've tried to incorporate? Are there any you know, what digital things that you've been trying that you really enjoy? Oh my gosh. I, I, I could go on forever and <laughs> ever about apps. Oh my gosh. Um, my students love, you know, playing the games, flash note derby, um, staff wars. Um, um, oh my gosh. I feel like I just, I need to look over at my iPad. I've got my iPad right here. Flash note derby, staff wars, note rush, um, na note name smash. Um, those are the things that I can actually do online. Um, and then they play piano maestro at home. And when we were in person, gosh, um, rhythm cat. Um, I love, I, I, I have to put a plug in for Carol Matz, her yes. music. Oh my gosh. If you guys haven't looked at Carol Matz, her, a lot of her music is digital online. And then she gives away freebies, you guys. She's just so good. And then through Carly's course, you get discounts on a lot of this stuff. So anyway, my students just love those games and it engages them online mm -hmm. so they can participate and, and just, it just makes, we, we do group classes. So every week my students participate in a group class and they're just so excited. Oh, I didn't know that. Do you do it by level? It, yeah, well, yes. So it naturally kind of falls by age, but level is the requirement. Right. And so I, I wouldn't put like a high school boy, even if he started with lessons in with my first graders. Right. So yes, by level, but not 100% by level. So, so do they have a one-on-one? -on -one? I'm just curious. They have a one-on-one -on -one private with you and then an additional group class every week? No. Every, once a month. A one-on-one. -on -one, every other week. Oh and yes, then, that's right. You told me this. Okay. Okay. Yes. And so every week they have a group class. Then every other week they get a private lesson. Then on their off week, they are supposed to use Tonera and then send me a recording of what they've been working on. And then I either send them an audio memo or a real quick little video or just a comments on, you know, what to keep working on or send them a, you know, a, a you know, just a new little assignment. Now, do they all do that? No, they don't. And I contact their parents and say, I need this. And some of them still don't. I'm like, well, that's all I can do. Some of them really take advantage of it and they'll send it and they'll send me copies of their completed theory pages out of their theory time books. That's another great book to use theory time. So it just depends. But in the group classes, we have so much fun. That's when we do theory, music history, our note reading, our note learning. And that's why they read so well, because all those games and, you know, how fast can we do it this time? Let's try to get our time faster. So they're just reading, 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 reading. So and we can even do things like we can use like PA player and I can I can screen share music and then they'll even mute themselves because of the lag and they'll play along. 
And so they're actually playing music and I can't hear it, but we'll do that for five minutes during the group class. And so they're just reading an enormous amount of music. It's super cool and, and they love it. And then the rest of the time they won't be muted and we'll do stuff together. I It's so neat to hear that you're incorporating group classes because you mentioned before the pandemic, you know, you taught a lot of group lessons and you still wanted to keep that going. And so you're doing it and you're making it work online. And I bet they love having that peer um, opportunity to get to know their peers and, and every week. That's amazing. They, they do. They love it. They, they love logging in and seeing each other. Now, sometimes I meet their cats and their dogs and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, we have to really work, especially with the little ones to rein it in, but they learn, they learn to, you know, their own self-control. I said, it's time to use self-control and, you know, they learn that and they, they focus and um, it's, it's good. It's awesome. Well, Pam, this was so fun. I am so excited to share your story, your enthusiasm with teachers because it's it really is so inspiring. I just have one more question. I just want to know why what what keeps you teaching? And you've mentioned this all along the way, but if you could sum it up, why do you why do you teach? Okay, Carly, I'm just going to just put it out there. Teaching is my mission. I am called to teach. And I teach because it is what I'm compelled to do. It's what I must do. I don't think I could survive if I wasn't teaching. I'm supposed to be there. I'm supposed to greet these children and pour my heart into these children and adults, but I do have mostly children. Whoever is on my bench, whoever is in front of me, I, I'm gonna love them. And I'm going to um, teach them more than a piano lesson. And I am going to teach them music and in any way that I can. If I have to pull teeth like I did with my children, <laughs> I'm going to pull teeth to teach them the music, but I'm, but I'm going to love on them and teach them about life skills and um, teach them about manners. You know, they, they learn things like, you know, we say please and thank you and things like that as well. And um, they learn life lessons, but I'm compelled to teach. It's, it's my calling. Thank you so much. And for those who are listening to this, you can get to know Pam inside our community. <laughs> she is a vibrant part of our teacher community. And we just are so grateful that you're in there. It's so fun having you. It's so fun to be here, Carly. Thank you again for inviting me to this. And I so look forward to getting further into, you know, everything you have to offer for the course. Thank you so much, because I know you worked so hard putting this course together and I it, it saved my studio and I know I speak for everybody else in TMO thank you so much because I I you just you just followed your calling and putting this together and you offered it at just the right time for all of us thank you so much <laughs> thanks Pam <laughs> who is your business coach if you don't have one I would be so honored to be your coach I created a virtual course and coaching membership called Teach Music Online that I want to invite you to join me in. With 60 plus videos, online teaching certification, monthly live group sessions, hundreds of hours of recordings, and online forums, you'll know exactly how to create a thriving online business that gives you the flexibility and freedom that I know you deserve. Plus, you'll have the support of hundreds of like-minded teachers along the way. 
So when you're ready to really take what you're learning on this podcast to the 10x level, then come check out the Teach Music Online membership at teachmusic.online forward slash membership. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you have an amazing week and as always, happy teaching.